0: Welcome to the YA Cafe, where we share conversations about books for teachers, readers, and caffeine addicts everywhere. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Toil and Trouble, 15 Tales of Women and Witchcraft, edited by Jessica Spotswood and Tess Sharp. Grab a mug of your favorite beverage, friends, and let's talk books! Do you have a product you'd like to get in
1: front of teachers, librarians, and other book lovers? If so, email us at yacafepodcast at gmail.com.
0: Welcome, y'all. As always, our first segment will be spoiler-free, and so you can stick around even if you haven't checked out the new anthology yet. I'm Danielle Hall, an eighth and ninth grade English teacher, and I blog at teachnouvelle.com. And I'm joined today by an incredible bookstagrammer, Melissa Robles, the reader half of The Reader and the Chef. Hi, Melissa.
1: Hi, Danielle. Thank you for having me today.
0: Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy you could be here. And for our listeners who don't know, you have a totally phenomenal Bookstagram feed. And I was wondering if you could share with us the inspiration for your style on there and like how you put all this time into these beautiful images. Yeah, so
1: our thing is always to pair food with books. Generally, we try to pair desserts other than normal food because, you know, desserts always look great. In Bookstagram and Photos, they also look much more inviting for people to look at them. Our feed, uh, well, a lot of people say that it has autumn vibes, but we prefer to say that it's like rustic. And for us, we use summer tones and summer colors. We pretty much love to use the sun. We sometimes have to take our photos outside because it gets so dark in here when it gets cloudy during summer.
0: So you just like take all the books outside?
1: So we set up everything inside because it's well, the air conditioner is inside. And we just set up everything and once we go outside we just quickly snap the photo and come back inside. That's pretty much it.
0: So she says that's pretty much it. Like it's not a ton of work, but go look <laughs> at her feed, The Reader and the Chef, and you will see she does have a lot of pie on there from her sister Isabel. Yes. Pie and cookies and delicious stuff. And how many pictures do you take a day?
1: Um uh, well I take one picture for our feed, and manage YA Book Central's Instagram account. So that counts about three to four photos a day.
0: That's really cool. And so, could you tell us a little bit about the YA Book Central project?
1: Well, YA Book Central is a website for talking about YA and middle grade books, and it's actually owned by New York Times bestselling author C. J. Bethlein. So I'm just an Instagram manager, but it also has a team of staff reviewers and also blog managers, Twitter manager, and Facebook manager. So it's a big website, but I'm just doing my part on Instagram.
0: That's really cool. I asked you on the show today, Melissa, because I know you love fantasy and paranormal fiction, but I totally forgot to ask you how you felt about short stories, because this is an anthology of short stories. What are the ingredients of a great short story for you?
1: Well, for me, I feel that reading a short story has to make me want to wish that it were a bigger book, like a full-length book. I rarely read short stories, to tell you the truth, but I was intrigued by fantasy and paranormal, so if it has those elements, then I would certainly uh, would want to read them.
0: Me too. I also really like short stories that make me want a full-length novel, and then I often go and like buy full-length novels by the authors that I find. I noticed that in the bios, all of the contributors named their favorite literary witches. So do you have a favorite, Melissa?
1: I'm not sure about literary witches, but I always remember Sabrina, the teenage witch. So (laughs) that's like always comes to mind. And well, obviously, Harry Potter. I will always say Harry Potter and Hermione Granger. So that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, What about you?
0: Well, I love Hermione, but I have to say McGonagall like yes <laughs> she's just so strong and amazing
1: yes I love her too I have to say that she's one of the best
0: and I have to say I read on your bio that you consider yourself a Slytherin you need to know that I'm firmly in house Hufflepuff <laughs> so we'll just have to be friends in spite of that okay
1: well they actually say that Slytherin and Hufflepuff are a really good friends and they can get along really well so I think we're going to do well
0: we're gonna do well Toil and Trouble is an anthology of short stories featuring witchy girls. Like Jessica Spotswood's other anthologies, the 15 tales span the ages, geography, and culture, and feature a wide range of diverse protagonists. So, 15 stories? Melissa, what were your overall impressions? Well, I believe that the
1: short stories were kind of spot on to the ambience of witchy mood. I really love how they were all very different. They had a different kind of structure, different kind of tales. It went from modern to full-on fantasy. And it switched back to that. So I think we got a lot of styles. And each author tried to explore their kind of writing styles. And I think they all delivered quite well. How about you, Danielle? What do you think?
0: I think that it nailed that aspect of it, too. I mean, like the very first story, The Witch is on Instagram. Right. Like I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is not just a long time ago, witches. like this is girls that are modern and, you know, doing spells on Instagram for people. So I thought that was really cool. And I really liked how we got this idea that magic could be a lot of different things to a lot of different people.
1: Yes. um, I think that it ranged from being about Proving yourself worthy of having magic, to maybe um, giving you choices about your life, how magic can affect or not affect your life. I liked how some event could affect how the feelings of other people were, how they could touch food or emotions. And, and at the end of the day, I think uh, every witch had to accept how their magic could make them better or worse.
0: Yeah, and like. The food, which you kind of just brushed by, but I'm sure Isabel's going to listen. Like, does she know there were food witches in this?
1: I mean, she doesn't know about it, but I can't wait to tell her about that. Because um, if there's one thing that she loves, it's finding food elements. And I also love to find that because it's kind of an inspiration for us.
0: And that wasn't just like one story. That kind of came up over and over again. You had the food magic and the plant magic and... Like, just a lot of different things kind of woven through the 15 stories.
1: I think it's because um, you find that in food, there's a certain kind of comfort that it brings. And the same goes with plants, how plants can be medicinal and also, you know, used for several many things. And so I think that was something that if I had powers, I think I would do that through those things, too.
0: Yeah. I wonder what mine would be. Maybe, like... We can talk more about this in the second section, but I just wanted to kind of mention the one with the play, where they put on a play, and one of the girls' magic was like creating. She was like the writer, so maybe I could be the creative magic person. That one
1: was really, really good. <laughs> okay. I think I would love to watch a play like that.
0: Yeah, me too. We're going to talk more about that so that we can talk to people about what made that story awesome. What authors were you excited to hear from going into this?
1: I think one of the first authors that I read when I was a teen was Nova Rensuma. and she does make an appearance with a short story in here.
0: The Um, One Who Stayed by Nova Rensuma.
1: Exactly. I was really excited because Nova Rensuma has this writing style where she pulls you in. It's like if you're treading through waters, but you don't feel like drowning. You feel like you're just watching things develop slowly and you're taking everything in and it feels so ominous and mysterious and you just want to know what's happening and so i was pretty excited about that
0: that was a cool one i was really excited in addition to jessica spotswood we are huge jessica spotswood fans here we call her j spots in our household which (laughs) isn't like the greatest name ever but it's a work in progress Uh, (laughs) but i was really excited For Anna-Marie McLemore, because I had read her work in The Radical Element, and I haven't read a novel by her yet, but she has Blanca y Roja coming out in October, so I hope we can do that for the podcast. I love it. I love the fairy tale vibe, and I feel like she's just so good, so I was excited to see her work in here. And with that, friends, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll share about Things We Like Latte. Then we'll return to our discussion of Toil and Trouble and dig a little deeper. Hi, listener. We hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as we are. We are about to do a cross-country move, so we are taking a short break between our shelves that's what we've decided to call our seasons so we will be back in october in the meantime please stick around at instagram live you can find us on instagram at ya cafe podcast and we will be checking in periodically there with some new books that you should be reading and back with regular podcast episodes in your feed in october happy reading Welcome back, y'all! It's time for things we like a latte. Melissa, what is your brew of choice this week?
1: Um, I think I we'll would have to say Anne With an E with a cup of black like, coffee.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yes, that's like a very specific thing. So, what do you like about Anne With an E?
1: Um, uh, well, I'm not a longtime fan of Anne of Green because I just discovered this show like when the first season came out. It's a year ago. I knew about the series, I just had never had the interest to read Anna Free Gables. So when this new series came into Netflix, I was intrigued. And, you know, the visuals were very pretty, and I love the Prince Edward Island look. And overall, I think that it just gives me some good vibes. She's a very happy girl despite everything that she's been through as being an orphan. And I think it's just it's very inspiring how this girl tackles through life and gets a new family, and she's sort of Gets away into
0: everybody's power. I'm definitely so. going to have to check it out. I just read Anne of Green Gables for the first time ever about a month ago. I have been avoiding it because I grew up an orphan. And so I was like, nope, I can't. But it was actually quite magical. And now I want to read the rest of the series. And what are you enjoying this week? I am so excited because my favorite game. Pretty much like the only video game that I like is The Room, which is a puzzle game. Kind of an escape game, but it's based on little puzzles and it's got a steampunk vibe. And they have a new one out, a fourth one. So I am very happily playing that right now and solving all of the puzzles. Is it an app? Yes. So it's a download and then I'm playing it on my Kindle. It's around for the Android. It's also around for the iPhone and i strongly recommend it it's got some creepy music but overall it is not a creepy game it's just very puzzle oriented we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll return to our discussion on toil and trouble the rest of the show may contain spoilers so if you're leaving us here keep in touch on instagram and twitter at ya cafe podcast we'll be back Welcome back, y'all, to the YA Cafe. We're continuing our discussion on Toil and Trouble, edited by Jessica Spotswood and Tess Sharp. If you haven't read this yet, we want to warn you again that this segment will contain spoilers. So, I know it's hard to pick a favorite, but tell me which story you really, really, really liked. Well,
1: it is hard. Um, I have two stories that I really like. There was one that's called Death in the Saltroops by Lindsay Smith. I'm a big fan of fantasy settings and everything out of this world.
0: This one has, like, a magical school. She gets called back to her magical school. To solve kind of like a murder mystery. It's like a soul murder mystery. (laughs) Murder (laughs) of the soul. Exactly.
1: This girl, the main character, listens to the whispers of bones. She kind of listens to the, the last wishes of the people that have passed away. Before she sends them up to the Lady Socia, kind of like a god. And each student from the academy that where they train, they each serve a different god. And this girl, I think her name is Maddie, she is the only one that serves Lady Socia. And so she gets called in to solve this murder mystery. And basically, someone has been taking her place and creating zombies. And, well, she has to solve that out because she's the only one that can do that. And they fear that someone from Lady Sosia is trying to, like, dominate the world that they live in.
0: Right. So what I got from it was, like, she was a student at the magic school place. (laughs) Like, well after a big war had taken place and necromancers were, like, doing stuff in the war. And so she was the one that was like, no... They were not representing Lady Zosia. Like, here's my research, here's my thesis on necromancy, right? She was a really good character. Yeah, I liked that one a lot. Definitely one that could have been a full novel. Exactly.
1: Maybe she can write something later on in that world because I thought it was very interesting and there's a lot of room to explore. So, what about you? What's your favorite short story in this anthology?
0: So, I thought that the. Heart in Her Hands by Tess Sharp was super sweet. That was essentially a soulmate tattoo story. Like words appear on your skin, and they're the first oh. words that your soulmate's gonna say to you. That was so sweet.
1: It was. It was. It really was, was. And also a little bit sad.
0: Yeah. It it was sad in the middle. I'm I'm sorry. Like I can't help but laugh because it was so like awkwardly terribly sad. Right. That her her sister like met her soulmate, and then he died like six seconds later.
1: It was totally unexpected. I mean, when it comes to short stories, you don't think that you will make such a connection with with one so quickly. And this one, I don't know, it made me feel. It made me feel for her sister. Me too. And later on for her.
0: For her because, so she is in love with Augie, who is a girl who is another food magic person, right? Yes. And... She knows she loves Augie, and so when words appear on her skin that she knows were not the first words that Augie said to her, she, like, recognizes that she's got another soulmate out there in the universe, and I just love that she, like, rejects this notion, meets this dude and is like, look, I'm sorry, this is not going to happen. I refuse this, and everybody's like, you can't refuse destiny! And she's like, I will show you what I think of destiny. And the words are literally rewrite themselves on her skin.
1: They were funny because they were six-year-olds and I don't remember what they said, but it was something very normal, non-romantic. It was just playful.
0: And I thought this was an interesting theme that kind of went through the stories, too, is like destiny, free will, how much you shape things. Like in Jessica Spotswood's story, it said, like according to the book with a capital B, you know, there are always going to be three sisters, but only one of them can live to old age. And it's that same sort of destiny, fate, free will situation.
1: One thing that I liked about this story is that fate doesn't have to be something that takes away your choices. Like ultimate fate is just to take care of their magic. And I like that about that, their, their choices that they can make. And also that they have like a lot of good family relations in this one, like sisterhood. And that's what's a thing
0: that, not in every book. Right. I mean, some, but in all of people. Jessica Spotswood's books. She she likes sisters. So we definitely saw sisters in this book. We saw different friend groups. And to circle back to the story about the play, we have The Moon Apple Menagerie by Shveda Thakrar. And these girls like create this play every summer and they use their magical gifts and it's like this very elaborate play. And the protagonist, the director writer person is stuck and she's like profoundly suffering from imposter syndrome and she doesn't think she can do it. And she makes a deal with a churl who is like almost a reincarnation of a mourning woman. And anyway, she wants to be in the play. So (laughs) like who doesn't want to be in the play, right?
1: Especially one like that. It's something a lot like Midsummer Night Dream. Magic for fairies come to life. It was really fun.
0: It was really fun. And I loved like the churl steps in and it's like, I'm going to help you. And all I want is to be in your play. And I just, <laughs> I thought that was such a fun story. And the churl says that you had wanted to be in the flow of creation is no bad thing. That you do not trust others to understand your personal battles that is another story and i just love that like the protagonist wanted to write but didn't want to tell her friends that she was struggling to write and like was willing to do anything for her friends not to find out at the end of the day i think a lot of people can relate to that
1: especially someone that loves to write stories i think it reflected a lot on writer's blog but um i like that that friends were in the end
0: supportive yeah, that was a cool story. It was it was really different from stuff I'd read before. So I did want to talk about representation in this collection. Once again, this is a fabulously like diverse collection of stories. We talked about some of the ways that the era in which the stories were set changes from story to story, the styles. But we also have LGBTQ plus characters. Like we have trans characters. And they're just part of the love story. In two different stories, we have trans characters. And I just love that so much. One of those stories is Love Spell by Anna-Marie McLemore. And this is the one with the Bruja and the acolyte. Yeah. Star-crossed yeah, lovers.
1: <laughs> it was interesting, um, that one. Uh, I liked how easily the author managed the question about trans character. I liked also the reference with the three, how based on their love, it kind of bloom in their face. And it was
0: really nice. So the acolyte preyed on the pear tree. And exactly. then the pear tree comes back to life. And so they kind of realize they both have magic and that, you know, magic and religion can coexist in this way. Everyone
1: has in their heart their own magic. And no matter who they are, they can just kind of make it work with everyone. It doesn't have to be um just pointing fingers at your wig.
0: yeah I liked that too it was just it was a really good balance was there
1: another mm-hmm. story that you really loved I think another one that I liked was the Daughters of Baba Yaga by Brenna Giovanna <laughs> I think you had a quote and I highlighted it um it says when I smile though when I smile I'm not smiling I'm showing you my teeth I was burned to bury saints in the yard and I thought it was so
0: fierce. It is fierce, I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, I think the Slytherin in May was very happy when I read that quote. So I like the story because it's about small revenges. And I think this character was really, really awesome because she couldn't stand the injustice of what they were doing to a boy. So this girl, she just, because she has a butcher shop, she just fills lockers of all the people that bullied this boy and laughed at him. And she filled him with all kinds of hearts and liver and it was disgusting but it was sort of cool
0: yeah we we totally see many different sides of magic in this anthology all right so i did want to shout out some titles the stories in this fabulous anthology are star song by taylor k mejia afterbirth by andrea kremer the heart in her hands by tess sharp death in the Sawtooths" by lindsay smith the Truth About Queenie by Brandy Colbert. I feel like we're reading for the Oscars. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Moon Apple Menagerie by Shbera Takran. The Legend of Stone Mary by Robin Taffy. The One Who Stayed by Nova Ransuma. Divine Are the Stars by Saraida Cordova. Daughters of Baba Yaga by Brenna Jovanov. The Well Witch by Kate Hart. Beware of Girls with Crooked Mouths by Jessica Spotswood, Love Spell, by
1: Anna Marie McLemore,
0: The Guerin Girls, by Emery Lord, and Why They Watch Us Burn, by Elizabeth May. And I just wanted to leave us with a quote about witches from this final piece, Why They Watch Us Burn. Every woman is never enough. She's always too much. We angered someone, somewhere, for our too-muchness. If to be too much is to be a witch, Then I am a witch, and we are all witches. I told this to the other girls, and I heard them all whisper back, yes. Because to be a witch means our too-muchness serves a purpose. It gives us power. We all whispered spells that sounded like songs. Our voices freed into the darkness, flying, flying, flying. That's our show for today, friends. Thank you so much for joining me, Melissa.
1: Thank you so much, Danielle, for inviting me. I had a
0: lot of fun. Yay! You can find Melissa, and definitely should, on Instagram at The Reader and the Chef and at TheReaderandTheChef.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at YA Cafe Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, and if you're enjoying this show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Happy reading!